Welcome back to the Speedy Aerocast. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined by the rest of my team of questionable allegiance vigilantes. John Moltz is here. <laughs> I was literally going to say, I would just like to point out that I'm not secretly working for somebody else. Or... Or running something you? else. <laughs> I'm definitely not running anything. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. I don't want to hear about some like other podcast that you're running with no. like terrorists or something. That would Mm-mm. be terrible. Also, terrorists nope. on your podcast. Guy English is also here. Hello, Guy. I'm secretly working for Maltz. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that. Aww. I know, I know. Well, we have... We, the funny thing is, I'm secretly working for him. We just have no mission or secret organization or anything. But, you <laughs> yeah, know, but your, right. your HR department yes. is aces, though. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we are, of course, here to talk about Season 7, Episode 17 of Arrow, entitled Inheritance. Uh, which is uh, an interesting episode. Somebody on Twitter described it to us as like bananas. I'm not sure I would go that far, but it had yeah. some interesting moments. Uh, and it I bananas bananas is too harsh a word for you. I no, think it's, it's pretty bananas. Harsh. Like I didn't think this rose to the level of bananas. Then again, I had watched oh. that Legends of Tomorrow trailer, so like anything. Oh yeah, short yeah, of yeah, that, yeah right. Like, it's like, yeah, it pales in comparison. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like my bar is pretty high. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I think Guy has volunteered to uh, give us the rundown of what happened this week. I have, but before we do that, mm. uh, man, I could do with a vacation. Uh, like, <laughs> I hear you. Uh, do you guys need the uh, like a bit of spot in the sun? Maybe a little uh, cruise? Sure. Yeah, that sounds uh-huh. great. Let's do that. So, uh, the sponsor this week actually is uh, the Queen's Gambit, <laughs> because after seven years, you just can't keep a good ship down. <laughs> so you. Can- so what I want all of our readers to do is go and book their uh, China getaway today on the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> Got a real sinking feeling about this trip. Yeah. <laughs> Come for the no free ship, da- I have no ship puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Comes with a free Davy Jones locker pendant. <laughs> uh, anyway. Is, is, um, is, is uh, original uh, Sarah on this ship or uh, new Sarah? Ooh, good question, man. That is a that's actually going to make me think for a few minutes. Yeah, I mean, sweet. I love New Sarah. I love New Sarah. Sure, I know, I know. But this ship is going to sink. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to sink this ship. I don't know. Anyway, but I guess you can't get New Sarah without old Sarah, right? So uh, oh, there is a prerequisite uh, dependency, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm way overthinking this. You shouldn't have yep. mentioned Sarah. Uh, Sorry. Flashback. It's the Emiko flashback. We see Robert Queen. Amazing. Uh, except he's still a dick. And he <laughs> he dumps Emiko's mom and uh, says he's sending them away because uh, life isn't fair. Uh, in the present, she uh, starts training with uh, Ollie and they swap uh, training stories. Oh, as she's leaving the gym, she sees somebody stalking her and she whips off an arrow. Uh, the assailant, would-be assailant, uh, runs around the corner and takes her hood off and we discover that it is uh, Laurel. Uh, back in the present day, uh, whoops, that is the present day, but anyway, uh, <laughs> reverse Felicity is back and she's being, she's going to go work with Felicity on the Archer system. Uh, I can never remember this poor woman's name. It's, All it's I, Elena. 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 Okay, it's just yeah. brunette Felicity. Yeah, mini I, Felicity. I think we we dubbed her at some point. Mini Felicity, sure. I'm. She seems nice and cool, but she. It, it's. She feels to me in some ways, 
like the transparent whiteboards that they have on the Flash in that it's more or less like a the utility of her character is as a sounding board to Felicity when nobody else is around for her to bounce off. <laughs> well, we and got rid of Curtis, so we needed somebody. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's got that poppy, like it's it's basically a way f- to, for Felicity to speak to herself, mirrored in a in a in a poppy fun way. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I just I, this character confuses me a bit. Um, anyway, uh, Laurel drops by the Queen apartment uh, to get her to talk to. Uh, Felicity, but she's not there, and he, uh, she ends up chatting with Ollie for a bit, uh, and she tells Ollie that uh, Emigo killed Diaz, uh, brings him up to date with all of the uh, the scoop that she's learned. He's not buying it, and he's really mad at her, but he does say that he'll look into it, which is kind of nice because old Ollie would have tried to kill her, I guess. Emigo, Emigo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Dante uh, go to a, a science lab and steal a science MacGuffin. It's not any science. It's not just any science lab, though. It was Palmer Tech, which is apparently. Oh, was it Palmer Tech? Yeah, oh. I rewound it to check. It's still a going concern, apparently. Oh, yeah. that's oh, that's awesome. That's what I get for like taking. I I only watched it once this time, so when I was taking notes, I I had my head down. Palmer Tech. That's awesome. Anyway, so they take a. Again, they steal some science from uh, Palmer Technologies, and uh, they blow up a scientist. Uh, but she it's doesn't a- blow up enough <laughs> before <laughs> yeah, she does. Right. Well, they, lightly, <laughs> they lightly blow yeah, up a well, scientist. I mean, to be fair, she's lightly blown up because their bomb is a cardboard box with C4 printed on it and a right. LED on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is the worst bomb prop I have ever seen. I know. It and they keep really, using it. It was really, uh, yeah. no, this one was, it was like literally a cardboard box that was like, well, it's brown. It's rectangular. That's what C4 looks like. Uh, yeah. And it's got like I, a light I, coming out of it. I don't know if you noticed too, but like the, uh, when they were opening the, the sort of little safe there, when they're dialing in the number, mm-hmm. uh, you can see the corrugated me- uh, metal just like bulge in. And like, it's so not like, <laughs> it's just soft. <laughs> like, it's, everyone's like, well, this show's going off the air anyways. We should cut the entire yeah, budget. Yeah. yeah right. well, cut back on those really expensive, uh, you know, purchases the, of the good of bomb Play Doh. Yeah. Yeah. So my theory with the, with the bomb is that they, you know, they made those to be in the background somewhere or whatever. There's going to be a giant stack of them. Don't worry about it. But then they just reused it. And in order for us as the viewer to know what it was sitting on the table blinking, we needed a close up of it so we could see the C4. And it just totally. It does not hold totally. up under scrutiny. No, it's like, uh, it's, you know, it's uh, HD teenager face where you get to see all the, the <laughs> pockmarks and, and, and pimples. It was <clears throat> not meant to be that close up to the screen. Yep. Anyway, so they blow up a scientist halfway, uh, but not all the way. So she manages to tell Ollie that it was the ninth circle before she dies. Uh, back at the cave, they convene a book club and come up with a plan to go in after the, after the ninth circle. Everybody gets a little mission. Uh, Ollie confronts Emiko about the assassination uh, with Dante because he he spotted her on the scene. Uh, He wants to help her, but she says that he can't and that she's in too deep. Uh, In a flashback, uh, Dante, uh, Emiko meets Dante for the first time as she's uh, giving him a message from uh, uh, Huntress's family. The Nelly, which is a nice little tie-in. Anyway, it's a scene right out of Goodfellas and. Emiko sort of leaves a good impression on Dante. Uh, back in the present, it's fight, fight, fight at the Shrek, Shrek, S, whatever it is, Shrek Chemical Company. Uh, I'm making uh, waffles. Da- yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, Dante manages to get away. Uh, the gang determines that they're trying to make, that they're making sound guest drones and they're going to be able to fly them all over the place and kill people. 
um, Ollie figures out that Emiko is sort of playing him and he confronts her about it and it's a, breaks into a fight, fight, fight. And he manages to get her into the armpit of murder, but he can't bring himself to actually kill her. Uh, she breaks out and a, with the help of a smoke bomb, she escapes. Uh, that, that really is his move. Yeah, like I saw, he, I just, saw it. He, he, he yeah, I mean, it's really yeah. telegraphed. Right. It's the signature right. move. But, that's I mean, the, he must have planned no one, it. That's the no one can know my no, secret move. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it just, I, I guess he's just got some series of moves that ends up in the armpit of murder, and then... Well, you know. I mean, yeah, but he, it's you gotta, just... You gotta build to your strength, right? I mean, right, what, but, it's, but he's fighting on instinct at that point, right? He's clearly not trying to get him into the armpit. Yeah, I mean, intent. Sometimes because... when everything looks like somebody who can't know your secret, <laughs> right? He goes, he goes on autopilot. He's like, "This has to end," and she's when the, gone when the only right in the armpit. You have is the armpit, right? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a good fight. Everybody fight, fight, looks fight. like someone that you have to murder. Yeah, yeah. That was a good fight. 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 He he split yeah. an oh, yeah. arrow. Oh, he what? did like a lot of good fighting. And... Oh, I mean, come on. There was the flechette versus the arrow. There's yep. a catch arrow, reuse arrow, followed followed by another catch arrow, reuse arrow. Yeah. It's, that was yeah. that was a pretty dope fight scene. It was a, it was a great fight. 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 John and... likes it when he catches the arrows. I do. I really do. There's yeah. a, there's a thing I like even more later. Mm, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so back in the past, uh, Robert and uh, Emiko are having a business meeting at Jitters. Uh, she wants to. St- <laughs> was it, jit- was it uh, Jitters? It, it was 100 percent Jitters. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yes. even. I didn't know oh, it was that time. It was. <laughs> it was it Jitters after dark. It wasn't the yeah. Chinese restaurant version, at least. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't the Chinese restaurant. But it was like it was. Uh, it was Jitters with some extra doilies on the. Uh, yeah, and they just shot the- it from a slightly different angle too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's some- what, that's what that they fooled me. Yeah, but I think they put some tablecloths on it, you know? But anyway. Right. That um, also fooled me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm fooled uh, by tablecloths. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she wants to start Queen Materials, which is cool. She seems to have a good business plan. She's inherited all of uh, Robert Queen's good business sense. Uh, but he shoots her down, and he says that uh, it would expose him, and Queen Consolidated is for Oliver. Robert is... <laughs> He's a bad father. Yeah, he's only gotten dick. worse. The more we learn he's about a, Robert a, Queen, the worse he is. He yeah. is not a good father. Yeah, but don't worry. He's got it coming because as he leaves, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm hopping on the Queen's Gambit to go to China. Uh, <laughs> by the way, exposition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, back at the cave, Diggle and John have a little heart-to-heart about having evil siblings, uh, which I thought was kind of nice. Yeah, was and it was kind of funny to uh, for, for Ollie to say, like, just because this happened before doesn't make me feel any better. And I, uh, a little bit of me feels that that's the writers calling out, like, yeah, yeah. we know we've done this before, but uh, whatever. We're going to do it again. <laughs> um, so somehow the gang finds out where they're going to launch these drones from, uh, and the gang assaults the airfield. It's a fight, 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 but uh, Dante manages to hightail it out of there. Uh, and Emiko somehow takes, she's got a soft spot for Renee, it turns out, and uh, she lets him go. Uh, and all the, 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 but the, all the drones have taken off to go sort of do their evil deeds. Uh, Ollie should have spent a lot more time shooting tennis balls because he misses one of these drones. <laughs> yeah, but still, he, he gets them. I, mean, I, I love, I love the fact that he uh, is given an opportunity to use the tennis ball talent in an actual setting. I, I loved it. Yeah, and he has to let it. Yeah, of course, it is required plot, to let plot, one go. He has it's, to let one. Yeah, go. he has to let one go for the plot. But yes, I just really I, uh, enjoyed yeah. the like. How many are there? It's like, well, what do you need? Just keep shooting until. <laughs> 
until there aren't any left. Why are you asking questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the first one was an exploding one, right? Yes. I thought he used several exploding ones. Yeah, you know, I think he did too. Again, he had some yeah. kind of... Well, yeah, whatever. It's cool. We anyway, never quite see worked. how his quiver works in terms of like how he knows yeah, which like, arrows are which. Yeah, like, like Hawkeyes, Hawkeyes or something. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, but he's also got like a limited number. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye has... You can swap them out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah, I you could, the, yeah, you could have seem all like they're they're all bombs. pre-affixed, but I think yeah. he probably just has to know which one he's grabbing. Right. Yes, that's all. That's how I've all. And they're all stuck in the same quiver. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. He's just shit. been really lucky up to date. <laughs> yes. Damn it! That was a boxing glove. <laughs> yeah. The thing. The thing that I think is so is kind of dumb in, in this fight. Fight. Fight is is Diggle's plan, which is I'm going to scream Dante's name and then I'm going to get him, <laughs> and yeah. then he's like, oh. <laughs> He has guns. I didn't think about that. Uh, Screaming the bad guy's name is almost never a good call. No, No. it's never good. Also never a good call is uh, Emiko's like, okay, Ollie, this is where I say goodbye. And she leaves him with like four faceless dudes. Yeah, right. He immediately dispatches like, uh, come on. None of them even have a gun, right? Like they're all just like, let's rush him. That'll probably work. Right. Uh, I know. Anyway, they, uh, you know what? Uh, They're dressing their, their, uh, thugs nicely this yeah they are yeah so that's a yeah good they, they look good they look good they just they're distinct and her her outfit is really cool too yeah, man her outfit is amazing it's i love pretty, it yeah. it's great it's I do better like than it. when she was in the green arrow suit the ninth circle is uh dressing from this year's cicada collection <laughs> <laughs> oh it's true oh dear oh, God. sorry maybe that's maybe that's oh now that yeah. you said it it makes a lot of sense yeah anyway whatever they look great uh they're distinct from the other ninjas we've seen and they look mm-hmm. kind of cool so yep. Good enough. Anyway, B-plot time. Uh, Laurel and Dinah come to heads over a prisoner that she strong-armed. Uh, then he's, she, he got let out, and then he got murdered, but things somehow go her way as somebody on the street flips and sort of it admits to the crime. It's all very confusing, and I kind of didn't care. Long story <laughs> short, it's, it's, the goal is to make uh, Dinah suspicious of Laurel, and right. Laurel is feeling more and more isolated from our pals uh, because she... Ollie basically told her to get lost, and Dinah's kind of told her to get lost now, too, in even less uncertain terms. Um, anyway, at the end of the episode, uh, Emiko drop by, drops by Laurel's office to just rub her nose in all of the misfortune she's been having and makes it clear that it is Emiko that has been setting Laurel up. <sighs> Evil Emiko. And on the button <laughs> of the episode, this should have happened in the back of a, of a limo. That would have yeah. been that would have been the, the ultimate the ultimate button. But oh, please close say enough because it it's my favorite bit of this episode. I love it for uh, reasons that are terrible. <laughs> Go ahead. It's great. I love this thing. Anyway, so uh, Emiko shows up on a dark street and confronts uh, Dante. Dun, dun, dun. Turns out she's the big bad, and it looks like she was the one that was hired to place the bombs on the gambit so we've got a big reveal uh, there what so was your favorite part about well, that scene so, no, all right i have a i have a different interpretation of that because they don't spell it out i don't think she was the one who placed the bombs on the gambit i think dante gave her that information to let her try and get in with robert essentially because if you look this is the part that's hilarious if you look at the blueprints, a yeah, it's yeah. a blueprint of the of the Queen's Gambit with a little red dot right. and a note right. that says like explosives go right. here. Where, and where the, the bombs bottom, go? And at the bottom it says, it says invoice, invoice Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> yeah, because of course that's how he signs <laughs> everything because he puts his name. 
name on the invoice for blowing up his friend's boat. That makes perfect sense. Wow. Like, is he using fresh books? Or yeah, what's I wasn't exactly here? sure. Like, I, I, that was a little bit, it was a little confusing. Like, there's so I, many names. They didn't so say I guess it. that, that part is bananas. Like, we, like, there, there are, we're just gonna throw, like, all the names on this particular, <laughs> this particular sheet of paper and then have her burn it. So my reading I, of I, this I, I was, was okay. I mean, it communicated to us what, I don't, well, here's the thing. I thought it communicated to us what we needed to know. I, but I didn't really understand it. it does that does it mean invoice, Merlin? I think like, what well, we know. Like, don't we know? I that need to. I need. I need to invoice him so that he can pay me for having done this. <laughs> or no, I think, it, the, I, I think the. I think they found out that Merlin was going to sabotage the gambit, and that basically, Emiko had an opportunity to warn Robert and decided not to do it. Oh, that was I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't get that at the time. I um, that might that might after, be the, what it is. But after I, I, read it, I thought I assumed that she was the one who put the bombs. Yeah, on there. see, I, I could see like that was my initial thought. And I think that was like slightly confusing, ambiguous. And then when I like started thinking about it afterwards, I was like, that doesn't make any <laughs> she, sense. Like, she also has a, she also has a trash can that she apparently burns stuff in that has a Q on top of it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I thought that like, was like some here's other. Here's where document. I'm gonna burn all yeah, my queen know. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, well, it's like it's her symbolic, like divorcing herself from the queens, right? Because she has a line at one point about how like she'd rather be in the ninth circle than be a queen. Yeah, and so I kind of took that as yeah. like her, her like burning her, you know, inheritance to use the name of the episode right. and saying like, so. you know, I'm done with this family and sort yeah. of committed to the whole ninth circle shebang. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I will be curious to see if that comes back into play. That was the tricky part. It's like I felt like they were going for a shorthand to show like really she is super evil, right? Mm-hmm. But like because they did it largely visually rather than like through dialogue, it was slightly weird and ambiguous. Yeah. I don't yeah. I mean and I don't get her as like super evil. Um she's pretty because she's got her motivation has been fairly well explained and and a lot of it is you know like like we said robert is a terrible father absolutely oh yeah yeah. no no he he had to come in well and we do uh, learn in in the point too is that that they have foregone the um so after using the sarin gas to like dose a bunch of abandoned buildings as a test of some kind they've instead decided to change tax and basically steal archer Hence, right. our our possible linking yeah. to the future, right? Yeah, and we do know right. that Renee is the only one that like kind of like she has a soft spot for, which might explain how he ends. Why up he's in this position top. that he, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I don't know, but like right. there are some there are some out, out questions still lingering there. But I don't know. She's she seems like she's her motivation is clear for unmasking her killer, but at the same time. If she's running this whole thing, then clearly she has some sort of ideological bent about it, uh, presumably. Well, I mean, she starts as a street thug or street urchin, basically. Right, right. And then overcomes and takes over Dante. Yeah. So I think, I mean, to me, that's more of a drive than just, like, she has to be a pretty bad guy. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you, I don't think you get that just by being like, okay, I'm in this world and I'm doing bad things, but really all I care about is avenging the death of my mother and getting back at the queens. 
you don't rise to you don't rise yeah, to be that exactly. much of a badass mm, unless you're you know and these like that guy's killing people left right and center and to right. you know i don't think you have that guy on a on a leash unless you're you know a pretty murderous kind of uh, heavy-handed person yourself i will take credit though because i think i predicted the possibility that she was our big bad uh for the season after the Did reveal you? Uh, it's possible that was only when I talked to Molt at lunch that one time. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we Jesus, Dan, Dan, the, Dan, the season is not over. So fair, um, fair. yeah. But like, there's still plenty of time. There's still plenty of time to inter- introduce a wild card. I suggest that the big bad is is um is Archer, but right, right. And Dante, yeah, yeah. I think we agree that Dante was too. He's too thin. A, he's we don't know thin, enough right, about exactly, him. Yeah. exactly to be yeah. the real big bad. Right. Yeah. So I'm gl- I'm glad that got revealed pretty quick because I don't want that strung out anymore. Uh, you know, with Dante, I mean, uh, yeah, I like Emiko in this position. Uh, yep. If she's basically the anti Ollie, yes, uh, right. that's fine. Uh, that's cool. I like it. Like a mirror image, same she's, family. <laughs> diff- like she's, Merl- she's Malcolm Merlin, but she's not Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, she, but she's without got being like a, Malcolm Merlin, a friend, like I, I think you're right more that she's like the she's the inverse Ollie, right? Like she's Ollie if you know, she's abandoned by Robert instead. She's yeah, she's. I mean, where every break that Ollie got went well, every one that she got went badly. Right? Yeah, like, like the whole lit- like I'm great at business and well, the whole know. boat thing didn't work out so well for him. <laughs> well, I mean, but yeah. then he, you know, he seemed to have recovered. He bounced back. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He's, he spent five yeah. years in hell. He's fine. I mean, you could also he's make fine. the argument that, like, in not only as you said, guy, every everything breaks his way, but like, you know, if you sort of step back a little bit, it's also like, uh, you know, white guy, everything goes his way. Right. <laughs> person of, lady, person of color, everything breaks against her, and that's kind yes. of like this is like dismantling the the uh, the white male hegemony or something. Like, there's a, there's a reading in there. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, but now I want her to win. I know. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I know, but that's the problem. Maybe right. they're not so <laughs> yeah. different after all. They're two, t- See, two sides. See, that's what of I'm saying. Coin. She's not so bad after all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't, anyway. and, and I don't know. I don't know how super bad um, the Ninth Circle is in the I mean, comic books. Fine. I guess they're they're, they're well not, in they're the comic books. Way. I guess they're a bank. Oh, are they? Okay, I don't know anything yeah, there's about the some, Circle. Yeah, I, I looked them up, and they've been around. They've only been around since 2016. Um, I thought but, they said uh, they've been around since, like, the 1500s. Well, <laughs> well, they were lying. <laughs> Unless they acquired some com- somebody that had been around since then. <laughs> no, but in the comic books, they've been around since 2016. And um, they, I mean, you know, in the comic book universe, they've been around since the 1500s, yes. Right, sure. When uh, was Inferno published? They were only in, introduced then. Dante's uh, Inferno. Oh, what the the the, the actual book. Dante's Inferno? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Didn't some somebody Felicity or somebody said yeah, something well, yeah, about 14th the contemporary century, with the actual Dante? I'm just right? I'm yeah, just laughing because if it's in the 1500s and these guys started their evil organization, that is a very progressive, forward thinking. It would be like uh, calling your evil organization <laughs> that's going to last 500 years the Sith. Yeah, <laughs> I like the idea that it started as like oh. fanfic, though, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah this yeah. Dante guy is really good. We should like yeah. pitch our wagon to this. Like their their evil their evil organization started off with a bunch of fanboys. Yeah, which actually, that, now that I think well, about it, that's deepest, probably true. The ninth circle is what betrayal, right? Isn't it? 
the ninth, yeah, treachery. Oh, that's a good yes. question. That I did not look yeah. up. Yeah, I did know. I knew that the, because it's the ninth circle of hell is reserved for the people. Right. It's uh, uh, what you go? Who's the guy who's in there? Cain, right? Uh, masturbators. It's masturbators. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, it's Cain is in the ninth circle of hell for having betrayed his brother. Basically, yeah, so, that, guy, that guy always was a jerk off. Yep. <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, really? Classy, Are you going to edit guy. this or something? Is uh, I wasn't thinking about it, but now I guess I. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Jeez. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty proud. That's yeah. light. Yeah. Anyway, I was trying to talk about classical Italian literature, and you guys. Really <laughs> yeah, well, you were trying to talk about podcast, I was baby. an English major, <laughs> I'll have you know. Oh, excuse us. Maybe Moulton and I should go get lunch. <laughs> we should totally do that what circle of hell is that is that betrayal <laughs> treachery lunch with yeah, me that's it yeah hear that or there's probably one that's for, like the first circle there's one for gluttony it's fine third circle yeah. anyway uh so what this is episode 17 we've got five, six more four five, five more i think it's only 22 this year yeah i was gonna say okay. probably five yeah right? well, i remember last week we said six so by dint of mathematics yeah 25 <laughs> Uh, and we've got, it looks like, out. a couple standalones, possibly, for the next two, or at least, well, so the next week is, um, uh, seems to be the, the Canary-centric episode. Uh, so we're going to yeah. see probably what happens with Laurel feeling disenfranchised. Yeah, I, I think that, that, that. B-plot that we got seems like that's going to go head-to-head, right? Like yeah. The, uh, my, can, I, yeah. can I conspiracy corner my bet on that? Is that what, this, yeah, sure. is that what that's for? Do you have the Foley ready? Yeah, can we, do, can we open a door, John? Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Join me in here. It's very cozy, but it's a little tight. There's only one bare light bulb that swings back and forth. It's kind of hard to make one, out the There's one light bulb in here. <laughs> it's a bare light bulb on the ceiling. Oh, I, it does yeah, not swing, however. I know who you yeah. are. And yeah. in Conspiracy Corner, uh, Molt and I just light up sick. We, neither of us smoke, but we just smoke no. like a chimney while we're in here. So. Sure. Yeah. You got well, it. You know. It adds to the atmosphere. Right. It's right in front of my conspiracy board, so yeah. uh, my I, get theory, the, I get the urge. Uh, my theory is that next week the the canary episode is essentially Laurel gets redeemed by you know threatens to go off the deep end, but essentially gets told like no, you're a canary, and she takes a canary moniker, and then she's on the good guy's side. I think I don't think they're gonna make her a villain again because we've been down that road so many times. Yeah, I think they're gonna I flirt with, with it, that. and I think they're gonna firmly put her on the side of the heroes. Beige canary, yeah. I think so. I can sign up for that. Canary. Not only that, she's basically telling them all, like, no, guys, really. I've changed, yeah. I've got nothing. There's nothing in it for me. I just feel compelled to tell you this new stuff. Like, okay, if you're going to be a jerk, I'll leave. But, (laughs) you know, she keeps trying. She just honestly keeps trying. It's not on her as much as it's on them. I mean, and and this week we do get, like, again, I did like the scene where the guy, she's trying to get the guy to flip. And, uh, you know, basically... He starts talking crap about Quentin, and then she's like, "I'm gonna like, <laughs> I'm gonna punch your brains out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. she doesn't, which is good. Uh, and then the week after that, we have Spartan, which I think is a dig centric story. So it's like they're going to give us a little like, you know, some some individual character episodes. I think largely before yeah. we jump back into sort of the final home stretch. Mm-hmm. So that wait, that makes a lot of sense though. So uh, she's basically in the wind at this point. Yeah, we know she's a bad guy. 
two episodes with the B plot trying to find her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, while other stuff happens, we catch up with our, the rest of our cast. Uh, maybe there's a bit of future stuff in there too. And then three episodes straight run to the end. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think that sounds pretty plausible. Yeah. And it's so been a well constructed season. Agreed. Oh, amazingly so. Last week was the only one that I was like, yeah, that's a little bit filler. But yeah, maybe. But I mean, you know, compared know. to pre- compared to previous oh, yeah. seasons, no, no, no. Where it's no. just like a it's a random walk from January through the end of March. No, I, no, I, I, I think everything. I'm been, not complaining at all. Yeah, uh, really well executed. The the writing staff that they have this season, like I think they've done an, a very nice job of constructing the the season arcs and the individual episodes. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I agree with you guys. It's yeah. like. On the whole, it's, it's kind of like we're almost in like just stick the landing territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a, I, I'm really confident they're going to do well. Um, I, I have forgotten the name of the actor who plays uh, Emiko. Uh, C. Shamuka. I don't know. If she's I'm, great. Yeah, I, I she's she, very good. Yeah, I, she's very I good. I was slow to warm to her, but I feel like in the back half, as her character's complexity has unraveled, she has really yes. kind of settled in. Right. One hundred percent. Even her physicality changes. Yes. Like just when her hair is tighter and up when she's in the uh, the awesome costume that right. we that we love. And they have like yeah. she looks on her too, older. Yeah. She looks more badass. She's like it. There's a confidence. she's doing such a good job of playing the same character in different times of life that it's yeah. it's, it's I, and I liked the young I liked the young actor who went yeah. in there and like uh, yes like, <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah. I thought <laughs> stood up to Dante yeah and I also thought that her you know uh, sees Shimuka's performance in the Robert flashback scene in the cafe was really good as well because yes exactly. she manages yeah. to be recognizably Emiko as a character and yet it's just a very different side of her that we had not seen to date yes uh, and, I, and it's interesting too because I think this character has already. You know, we got like what, like a solid. I mean, an overlap sort of weird seasons with like Diaz. We had that one back story episode that was like, all right, we've fleshed him out a bit. But I feel like she has done so much more work in in bringing to life this character who is so much more interesting just in the course of the time that we've met her because of yeah. the fact that they sort of slowly peeled back layers of who she yeah. was and what her motivations are and like with each one it adds more interesting like interpretations to her character and her behavior and i and not in a way that has ever really rung false i feel like too which is an quite I, accomplishment. I agree I, yeah. I was just as you as you're sort of highlighting that uh reminds me of uh malcolm in the first season and uh mm-hmm. slade in the second season which are you know incredibly high bars but Malcolm, we learned that he was a bad guy just by the way he was treating Tommy and like being a jerk. And then, you know, we'd see him do stuff. But like we would learn more about his character and what made him tick near the end of the season. Uh, Slade, we saw him on the island and get his jealousy and his rage was getting ramped up. Uh, I don't know. I I think they've done a really, really good job with her. I, I especially this episode, I just the physicality of her acting, the range, the the, playing the same character in different times of life. I, I thought she'd killed it i thought she was really really good interesting thing that i just learned because i had not really looked up emiko before this um that so she was added in the green arrow comics in 2013 and was inspired by thea from the show oh that's awesome (laughs) uh so that's kind of a fascinating like that's not the first time like dig has become a character in the comics too yeah and of course he's also named after one of the comics artists 
Yeah, Andrew uh, Diggle. Yeah. Uh, so I thought uh, that's fresh, interesting. She's a in the book. She's also known as the in the comic book. She's also known as the Red Arrow, uh, but she's also been a Green Arrow. So and she's oh, more of like okay. a sidekick than a villain. It sounds like so that but that sort of fits with their reinterpretation of a lot of these characters. And I will be yeah. very. Yeah. What do you guys think is like the uh, you know. I feel like they gave Ollie a lot of beats in here where he a lot of opportunity to try and get her to crack and like admit that she was not evil and she seems pretty committed to like her her mission or whatever. Like, do you think there is a redemption arc coming or do you think this is like, nope, that ship has sailed? I don't know. I think it depends on which character they want to do the service to. Is is her character in service of Ollie's character? Like, is this going to teach Ollie something about himself? Or is he going to be the one to be able to sort of redeem her and teach her something about herself? You know what I mean? Like, it Mm -hmm. depends on, like, whose story is this? Right, right. Because she does have, like, a story for, you know, you know, she wants to find justice for her mother. And I, part of me, now that I start talking about that, like cons- to duck our heads back in the conspiracy corner, makes me wonder if the Ninth Circle killed her mother just to like get her on board. Because, like, that seems pretty <laughs> uh, plausible. Maybe. maybe. And that but they're I just mean, like feeding the... her bad info. I don't know. But no, because. Then uh, she's the leader, though. I don't th- I think, like. Yeah, they, I don't they, know. I don't know. They, I think if she was still a pawn of them, I would say so. But now that she's the leader, I would say not. I just don't. She know. was working for Bertinelli after her mom died. Was that after her? Mom, and then, had her mother already died at that point. Oh, I. I couldn't I remember the, ti- so. the timing's a little confusing because we've seen her. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Oh wait, no, she was a kid. They said yeah. that Robert left when she was like eleven, but I thought it was a while. I thought I thought at the beginning. Oh wait, of the no, season, no, she she's older than she has to be older than that because she's living in a pretty swanky place. Right, when where Robert is? Yes, I assume she's younger than Oliver, right? She, oh yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's, she's definitely so, younger than Oliver because she's like she's eleven when he goes on the Queen's. Oh no, she's no, she's not because no, she's, she's older, she's an adult. Yeah, yeah, but she's but I feel like she's definitely younger. Right. Well, the other thing I was trying to remember is, is in our our readers will no doubt chime in to remind us of all the things that we have forgotten. But I feel like fairly early on in the season when she's explaining her mother's death that it was only like a year or two ago that her mother died. Yeah, I feel like that's true, too. Yeah, yeah. that sounds Okay, right. so yeah, so she's been wrapped up to these guys for, oh, so maybe you're right. But I don't Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I the, don't the impetus for her going to a life of crime is that she, the, Walter's not paying for their housing anymore and they have to go move to the Glades. Walter, yeah, wait, don't drag Walter, Walter into this. Well, no, yeah. Come oh, on, Walter's man. not delivering the payments. How dare you <laughs> yeah. besmirch his Sorry. good name? Yeah. Although, let's be, let's be honest. If Walter found out about it, he would be cutting the checks, right? Actually, wait, was it Walter <laughs> that was cutting the checks? Uh, he, he, does, probably he probably was. was. There was the episode where he wrote, uh, Robert wrote a letter to Walter apologizing. Oh, right. Okay, that's how, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Walter's such a good guy. Yeah, if he'd known, if he'd, if he'd known, it would have been fine. He would have just adopted them. Not a problem. But no, so yeah, so she turned to a life of crime. Yeah, when her mom died, yeah, I don't think they were. They say uh, in the at least the I'm going by the Arrow Wiki. They say in 2018 she was murdered by an unknown assailant, and her house in the Glades was burned down. So that was. A year. It's so, only been the last year that her mother has died, so she's been wrapped up with the Ninth Circle she, for considerably for like a long time. She's if she wasn't like a top lieutenant and then became the boss, she was be the boss at the time. Which also makes me think maybe her mom died because it's the bad stuff Emmerich was being up to. 
Could be. Could be. There might be another. And that's why, and that's why Ollie's investigation. And that's why their investigation got nowhere because Ollie was like, well, they must be going after me or my dad somehow. Totally yeah. blindsided yeah. by the fact that she's wrapped up in all of this stuff that they didn't. Hmm. They, they didn't investigate the wiki also says just and i know that's not the uh the ultimate alberger but it points out it's unknown if he is her older or younger half-brother so uh-huh. i don't i i which makes sense i don't think that's ever been pr- like perfectly established no i just assumed younger but i did too but there's yeah. a physicality no aspect to that too right she seems smaller and and but she's i yeah i, I don't yeah. know i don't know it's unclear based on the information that we have because we don't know how yeah. old she is. Right. But, yeah, well, no, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Dan, uh, uh, I don't want to tell you this, but if you let our readers know they could just go to Wiki, then uh, they don't have to be stop listening stuff. to this? <laughs> yeah. It's the only reason they come here. I mean... It's the only would, reason anybody would tune into this. I would mm. read our I would read our podcast, even if it was... Even if it even even if it wasn't factually accurate on time, or even <laughs> even vaguely interesting, Look. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, do you want to do the ritual? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, uh, John, what do you think? Uh, Biff, very Biff. Okay, quite Biff, but Biff. Uh, Guy, what about you? Um. This episode is the kind of John Jr. who just kind of sits around in the background, but then turns out, when you least expect him, to be a total biff. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm confused, but also gratified. It's a secret biff. No, it's, it's just, it's a biff. It's a very strong biff. I, I really like this episode. Uh, I, I know why our reader called it bananas. I think it's kind of bananas. There's a lot of revelations. Uh, certainly that the prop game is bananas 100% mm. uh, with the, the cardboard C4 yeah. and the, the basically the Looney Tunes version of how to blow up a boat. <laughs> like both of those were kind of bananas. But I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... Oh, man. Yeah, that, that invoice is definitely going down yeah, in history. Yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing. It's Wiley yeah, Coyote sinks the Queen's Gambit. If is only what that they was. had put like an Acme Industries yeah, yeah, yeah. Work on it, it well, would have been the best. If the bombs had been like little X's rather than like uh, like squares, it would have been great. Place cardboard box <laughs> explosives here. Yeah, maybe a doodle in the margin with like, uh, looks a little bit like Robert, but with like X's in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will join you guys in the, in the biffiness. Um, I will say I was pretty convinced. I have a note in my, in my notes right after the uh, part where, uh, where Ollie shoots the knife out of, uh, uh, Dante's hand when he's like going to stab Emiko supposedly. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is all an act. This is all getting her into the bunker. Like I was pretty Mm -hmm. convinced at that point that she was really and truly evil because the whole like. Oh no! I'm being blackmailed by the evil organization. Yeah. Like, I was yeah, not yeah, buying yeah, that. Right. Like, yeah, I started. Yeah. I started smelling a rat there too. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah. but that was fine. Oh, even yeah. even knowing that, I was still kind of like interested to see how it played out. Uh, and and yeah. I think that's that's the mark of a good, a uh, well designed episode. Is like even if you kind of know where it's going, you're still interested in the character interactions enough to be like, well, are they going to find out? Now, how is that going to come to a head? Like, what are the extenuating circumstances? Like, it, it plays out in an interesting enough way that I didn't mind that it was like telegraphed a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and uh, hero of the week, Diggle, for 
being onto her game. Diggle, yep. pu- yes, Diggle pulled did. a real yeah, biff. Yeah, yeah. Diggle that pulled a other, real, real biff in this a, one. He was not yep. buying it. He's like, uh, look, boss, this ain't right. Yeah, yeah, like, evil, just, yeah. <laughs> evil sibling, you say. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even before that, <laughs> he just there. went immediately when she was in the cave. He was like, uh, just be careful with her. Yep. Yeah. I. I think. I think. But he's. You know. That. That. The whole Andy thing still. Uh. Still sits with him. Even though that was like three years ago now. Yeah. I think it's Andy. It's just Spidey sense in general. He's always just more tuned into. It's. You know what it is. It's he doesn't have to wear the stupid clothes and like worry about his his like epaulets all the time now. It's really. (laughs) I was cramping his style. Oh man, it's great to have him back. Even even when his big power move is just hey you yeah yeah oh this <laughs> Dante, is also, Dante. Uh, Dante Dante have one of my favorite uh, so this is my favorite superhero trope that once you from the CW shows that once you see you can never unsee which is know. watching people taking their helmets off um so you'll notice in this episode there is a scene where uh, Dig goes to talk to him and he's like. Just before they cut in, he's like holding the helmet in his hand as if he's just taken it off. It's because you realize that, oh, the way that these things are constructed, they're incredibly <laughs> yeah. difficult for the actors to take right. off. They're, so it's they're like, hot glued, hot glued to their heads. Right. <laughs> like every time you never see the characters take off their masks because they wear the eye black where the eye holes right. are. And it's like, right. well, they're not going to just be like, <laughs> so they, so they do they'd the, look like raccoons if they right, took the exactly. mask off. So they cut away. They'll do cutaways a lot of times right. and cut back. And what you'll notice this most egregiously is on the flash. Whenever Barry takes off his, his cowl, sure. they cut away mm-hmm. because the thing where he's got it like as a hood, uh, like down, it's clearly not the same material because like when it's right. on his head, it's like yeah. molded rubber. And then it's yeah. like vinyl or something. It's just, yeah. So yeah. Why, it's hilarious yeah. to watch because every time now I see it, like, oh, he's going to take it off, cut away, cut back, and it's off. Like, it's like, oh, those are two separate, totally two separate hoods. Yeah. <laughs> Again, oh, you've production superheroes. I, I know, I just broke the illusion. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing a dose of reality to this thing. Thanks for ruining everything. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up this week's uh, recap. Do we, do we, uh, do we want to discuss, do some superhero sweep stuff? Sure, sure. Do we we haven't really talked about Captain Marvel, have we? No. So we got Captain oh, Marvel. Yeah, that's and right. We were today. Be, there was we some, booted uh, that to this week. Yeah, exactly. There all was right, some right, let's, uh, stuff today. Let's, but let's do some superhero sweep, shall we? Yeah. Uh, all right. So we. Do, where do you want to start off with this? Like, I know guys said there was some minor Endgame stuff out today, uh, yeah. which were basically just posters, right? Yeah, whatever. There's posters. Yeah, so confirming what Avenged Avenged the Fallen. Yeah, confirming some people who are dead, who we were, or at least seemingly confirming some people were victims of the snap that we did not necessarily know uh, because they were not seen afterwards. Yeah, Uh, I think people were talking about um, Shuri. Are we doing that right now? Yeah, (laughs) it's fine. Be aware, Shuri. Yeah, people were talking about Shuri. I think I read that though in a um, like an interview. Not long after, there was some disputed stuff because, like, apparently Angela Bassett said that she and Shuri both survived, and okay, but then there was I other stuff. Feel where like the Russos one were of the uh, one of the brothers, yeah, the Russos were said KG. The Russo it. brothers had said that she was not alive, and then but she I, shows I up. Maybe misremembering in the first trailer, I believe she shows up as one of the MIAs after right before like Peter and uh, Scott. So. 
it's everything seems oh. to suggest that she is not oh so there's no news if we'd already seen that she was presumed yeah missing. i guess it's just like the question is does it i mean it also mentions scott is missing but we know that scott is not so yeah. there's some question yeah. of how but accurate. that's just because they can't find him okay right. so <laughs> all we know is that there's a poster with her face on it and it is in black and white well and that there are people um yeah. there are other characters who get posters who i did not necessarily expect to get posters uh so you got um pepper uh yep. wong so pepper's al- pepper's alive pepper's alive wong's alive yep um uh, happy hogan is alive yep uh well, he Val- can't kill john favreau i mean that's a goose yeah, of right, golden right. egg. Yeah. uh valkyrie is around apparently yeah who we did alive. not see at all in the yeah. first mm-hmm. movie uh yay she's great yeah she is great yep. i'm glad that they're i'm hoping she gets some some meaty stuff to do yeah uh, so yeah there's still been so little shown off that i'm i'm still pretty excited for it i just wish they would actually put the tickets on sale so i could buy one <laughs> <laughs> already really well i mean it's out in like less well it's out a month from a today month. Oh, yeah, is that's it? right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Man, time is moving fast. Time is moving fast. Anyways, um, yes, and uh, Carol has a poster, and so that can segue nicely into our Captain Marvel discussion. If there's anything you want to say, I um, do, do. We want to do the ritual on, <laughs> on Captain Marvel. <laughs> on Captain Marvel, I have a more. I feel like I don't know if I can reduce it to the ritual because I have. Yeah, that's fine. I would like to. I would like to see it again at some point um i've only seen it once and there were some things that i mean there were some things i absolutely loved about it and there were some things i thought that could have been done a little better um some of it was just technical stuff like i felt like the the fight at the very beginning when she's on the scroll ship i thought it was kind of muddy and badly cut and not the most impressive looking choreography that they have done um where, where she's yeah. where where yeah. her hands are all yeah like yeah. there's yeah. cool stuff in there but it's not it's not shot well and i kind of got frustrated with trying to follow like what was happening and then i went it was funny because that night we got home and cat was like i'm kind of in the mood to watch another marvel movie and then we watched ant-man and the wasp again and i'm like the fight scenes in that are so good they're really well choreographed and i think <laughs> they're they really underrated yeah how well they are yeah. put together and some of that right. has to do with the dynamism of doing the size changes and everything. Like you've got to be right. super clear as to like where people are and the geography yeah, and right. all of that in order to work. And they felt like they, I don't know if it was maybe just maybe the directors don't have a lot of experience doing fight scenes or something like that, but it felt a little less well put together, but I would like to see it again and see if that holds up the second time. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably true. I think I, I saw it. Tw- yeah, no, I saw it twice. <laughs> I was like, did I see it twice? Yeah, no, I saw it twice. Um, and I, I yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I think it's one of the better ones. It's not amongst the best, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like how it does you know, it, it to a lesser degree than like back Black Panther discusses social issues. It does get in some sort more like jabs about social issues yeah, or right, some, yeah. some more subtle commentary about social issues that i appreciated uh i i almost wish that it had gone a little bit further in that but it was it was still good and appreciated yeah yeah i loved it i thought it was great uh yeah i can kind of see where you're going with that i was a little confused too about how that was working but uh i don't care that was a great movie it was fun from beginning to end i yeah. really what i really liked is the um uh, the end uh, sort of battle was not just bashing two toys together, superpowered toys, and seeing all <laughs> kinds of crap flying yeah. all over the place. It was yeah. basically uh, 
as the the struggle that she had over the over the film was uh overcoming all of the crappy stuff that Jude Law had said to her right. and believing in herself and then the more she believed in herself the more powerful she got and the mm-hmm. end was basically just a romp of like it was a rout, now I'm gonna, right like there's not yeah, even a now I'm gonna, yeah, yeah yeah she's yeah, yeah she's I'm going to stop over, you all I have yes like my confidence is to the level that you you people are a joke and yeah. I love that when he tries to <laughs> like let's bring it down a notch and she just blasts him it's perfect yeah that was it's, pretty yeah. great i do yeah. like that scene it's a lot yeah. um it, yeah i um i really enjoyed that i really like i i you know i i think john and i talked about this too a little bit but like the the scroll flip which if you oh, don't yeah. know like you know we went in and and cat has not read any of the, like doesn't know anything about the crees and skulls and she's like oh aren't the crees like the Kree were the bad guys in like Gal- uh, guardians of the galaxy yeah right? like if you if you follow the the, the, <laughs> the mcu, MCU yeah, yeah, like, yeah they are they are kind of the bad guys <laughs> yeah and so she's and like the, well, and i assumed they were the bad guys the whole time and star force star force in the comics is also a bunch of bad guys yeah so yeah. that was that's also true but but we're trained to so i think this movie played on two of my prejudices one was against scrolls yeah <laughs> yeah the other the other was against ben mendelson yeah <laughs> yes yeah Just like like oh well he, clearly he's a bad guy i mean yeah. <laughs> obviously right. obviously ben mendelson's a bad guy because that's just what he plays and then yeah. no ben mendelson turns out to be a good guy yeah I, <laughs> so i don't want to uh, i enjoy that uh, i don't want to cross the streams too much but for uh for well for this project something that we're probably not going to do i watched the robin hood movie and uh ben mendelson is in that <laughs> and it's basically it is Cranick just in in sherwood forest it's just yeah is he's he cranicking around cranicking uh, he's cranicking it all up it's cranic all over the place <laughs> it's it's, it's at the disco uh yes <laughs> but yeah so in this movie uh wow i did not see that coming well, I, yeah, not even a little either. bit. Especially, I mean, they, they feed you that red herring so early, where it's like, oh, this guy's—it's obvious that this guy is a scroll. He seems untrustworthy. Like, well, and, the whole yeah. notion of being a shapeshifter is inherently yes, untrustworthy, exactly, right? Like, it's—it's exactly. it's meant to prey on your fears as a person, basically, that you cannot trust these things, right? Well, you cannot. Rather, you cannot trust yourself because you don't understand your own senses, which is like a huge. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. There's not mind a lot warp. of mind well, warp is what I want to say. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's like, um, um, uh, you know, I was explaining some of the scroll stuff to Kat and I was like, oh, it's kind of like, it's like the changelings in DS9, right? Like right, where they infiltrate right. and like Gowron's a changeling because they find Gowron in prison. And they're like, wait, what? You're not Gowron. Um, right. Martok. So, sorry, Martok. Yeah. Uh, Gowron too, though. Is he Gowron? No. He isn't he, isn't no. He no, no, no. You're no. right. We, no. we think it's Gowron, but it ends up you being think Martok. think it's Gowron, but it's Martok. Yeah. 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 Uh, Man, yeah, so, we should so, do DS9. I just watched some of those. That's, that's the <laughs> Me reason too. why I was like, wait a minute. I, uh, do you know what? I almost... When, <laughs> remember when I was saying that uh, the HD transfer and like you don't want to look at somebody's face up close? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of Wesley on TNG, and I'm like, do not mention Star Trek this time. I mention Star Trek every time. Do not mention Star Trek. It's fine. We were just watching random episodes of TNG, and uh, I got swore at because I remember the name of Picard's fish. Oh, oh my god! Wait, does he ha- what? I did not He's know there fish. was a name. He's got a fish. Is it ever named in the show though? I it's it, i knew it had a name and i looked it up afterwards and i was correct so i have no idea where it's actually i cited, don't think it's named in the show it's name is it Lincoln. would it it's would named. have to be that okay. one where they all devolve into animals and maybe it did it get eaten uh 
I don't, <laughs> I don't think, think so. so. I'm looking at it now. Anyways, his yeah, name please, is, please, yeah, his yeah. name is Livingston. Um, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Of course, it's Livingston. And what else? What else would Picard name his fish? <laughs> unofficial <laughs> name given by Star Trek production crew to the Australian uh, lion fish. Okay. Yeah, that's Ooh, good. okay. That's name for Star yeah. Trek producer David Livingston. Uh, that's not even fun. Okay. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm looking to see if there was a was it never yeah I I have no idea why where the hell I got that though <laughs> like there were no wikis when I was when this was airing so <laughs> yeah. must have read a you book a, somewhere you got a weird superpower there pal uh, I know it's yeah. very very bizarre Starlog magazine probably something like that or one of those like TNG yeah. guides or something like that mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. yeah anyways we've gone far afield yeah this from... is not what we so wait Captain Marvel <laughs> great movie uh, I yeah. I highly recommend it uh, what did you guys think about Sam Jackson I I did not bother me at all I love him so much I thought it, that... I thought it was perfectly fine. I yep, love. I got into it either, and yep. and there, there. I was. What I was going to say was their rapport is so good. It yes. is great. I yeah. did not. I fully bought into it. I just. I love him as Fury so much, especially here where he's like upbeat Nick Fury, which yeah. is so refreshing. They're doing another thing together too. What is that? Yeah, the Unicorn that, Store. Um, what's that? Unicorn Store, the one that. Yeah, yeah the yeah, unicorn. She, right, the unicorn. She store. directed that one, which it's she's directing. Netflix, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're apparently really good friends now. Like I, I saw some of the like stuff, other stuff that they've posted, and like apparently they're they've really like struck up a friendship. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. They've got great it's chemistry. Really that is, yeah, it is a total buddy movie, yeah. and it works really, really well. Yeah. yeah. If anything, I would say my one disappointment was uh, I wanted a little more Coulson. Uh, he freaked that's me out what I, a little that's bit. What I thought as well. Yeah. 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 I, could, yeah. I, I could always do with more Coulson. Yeah, well, yeah, always. Yeah, his his de aging stuff is not quite as good for him. He no. just seemed a little too square jawed. He's the funny thing is that you cast him to look like generic uh, agent man, <laughs> right? But with the de aging, it's like wow, He's a too yeah, I, I really can't tell if you're you or somebody else. Like when they when they're in the parking lot of the blockbuster, and yep. yeah. I was like, is that a different agent? Because they shot him from a different angle, and I'm like, I I hadn't got the geography of the scene, and I'm like, is that Coulson, or is that another car of different agents? I don't know. I just I couldn't tell. But anyway, I, I liked him, and I liked yeah. the uh, the intro to him and uh, Fury trusting each other. Mm-hmm. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought yeah. there was they you know they had some nice moments in there that go to the yeah. uh, the history of the you know the MCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I like that. I like the bit at the end with the renaming it the Avenger Initiative and sort of providing that link in. Uh, yeah. I like Wait, what was he, what was he going to call it? The defenders? Uh, no, no, protectors. 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 Yeah. But also, does it say? I I couldn't find a confirmation on this. She's in the. She was in the air force. Did they ever actually give her rank? Is she legitimately a captain? Okay. Uh, I, I voice just said yes from behind me somewhere. She had bars on at some point, but I don't remember seeing them. They show her in like the. Um, I think they cut. There's one scene in the trailer that shows her on the stage in like dress uniform, but that was not in the movie. They show her in like the training stuff, like climbing oh, yeah. the ropes and stuff. Right. Well, yeah, but that's as a cadet or something, whatever. How does that work? Are you? <laughs> Sorry, what? I've got I've got the... a guest who is giving us the official answer. Yeah, yeah. The final scene, right when they show the, the call ship, sign on the plane. The ship. It does. It does say captain. It does say captain. I, I, I didn't remember because okay. I only saw it once. Yes, okay, captain. awesome. Um, Yay. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember the name, but you remember the rank. So yeah. there we go. Official confirmation there. Okay, that's perfect. I'm curious, like maybe some 
somebody else can answer this. Uh, Let me see how many other people. You know what? <laughs> We're so useless. We should I'll just see what, like I'll see if the dog's available. I guess I can't get anybody else who comes down here at this hour. Between between Wiki and our mysterious wise benefactor, there's no real reason for to be on this show. Um, but do you have to be a minimum? Like, if you're a pilot, if you're piloting a plane, are you captain or can you be a lieutenant and actually? I oh yeah, no, you can be a lieutenant. I would assume you, you have to be. You do have to okay. be an officer. You need to be an officer, right? Which, in, sure, in, yeah. To but, to be a fighter pilot for sure. Yeah. Okay. I I thought for some reason it was minimum captain, but that's maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. No. I think mm, I think a lieutenant. No, you can, no, you can be a. You can fine. at least be a lieutenant. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. And in the air force, it starts at lieutenant, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. That is the lowest. Officer. I was, yeah, I was going to look up. Um, you know, the truly the most important thing is. Uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun is lieutenant. So oh, yes, clearly, there we go. oh, there you go. That mm-hmm. answers your question. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> so Tom Cruise has to take uh, take orders from Captain Marvel. That's right. That's true. Which well, actually makes sense because he's, uh, he's kind of used to getting his orders from space aliens. <laughs> <all> <laughs> Zing! Right, someone, someone's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Now I have to say this because somebody's going to point this out. In Top Gun, they are in the Navy. And that is a different oh, rank system true. than the other three armed services, which I know. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Readers, we are aware. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not, uh, not apples to apples. So he could have been. Yeah. I love depending the, on reader, his, depending on his I love grade, the idea that the readers are going to get bent out of shape about the Navy that. thing <laughs> and like not Scientology isn't going <laughs> to come after us. <laughs> I don't think they're going to come after us for that. <laughs> well, now that you said the word. Yeah. No. It's yeah. going to, it's going to be picked up by their scanners and yeah, especially when we print these out and they're, uh, they can just feel the Phaetons just like being absorbed. We're going to get sued. Anyway, we have scrolls. We have scrolls. We're like a really nice, happy surprise. Yeah, I know. I liked it a lot. I also didn't see it happen coming. I thought it was great. Also, it sort of um, precludes. Yes, exactly. What we uh, exactly? Uh, Do you want to run with it? No, I was. I I was just agreeing with what you were saying. That precludes the us having to wonder if if everybody's a scroll. Yes. Yes. The the secret war, not secret wars. Which I'm glad. Yes. Yes. Secret invasion. Yes. Uh, and we, in fact, I'm really, really glad because part of the thing with the, the first part of, uh, Endgame, Infinity War, Gauntlet, whatever the hell it was called, uh, Gauntlet War. I was, I thought that, like, oh, maybe some of this will be resolved by, like, guess what? Some of them are scrolls. Yeah. We don't, we don't know what's going on, but, uh, no, I, I don't think they're going to. It also potentially. That's that's not the cop out. They're not going to use that as a cop out. Right. And and at least one of you, maybe John had suggested when we saw the homecoming trailer that has Fury in it. That maybe Fury was a scroll. Oh, and it's like, maybe. I, I'm glad. That probably yeah. is not the case. There are certainly other explanations. Maybe he's not a scroll. Maybe he's still not Nick Fury. But uh, I'm glad that he's, he's not probably Nick Fury. a scroll. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of time travel that's apparently going on in uh, Endgame. Because we, I think we've talked about this before. But there's if you look at the... IMDb page. There's like oh what I haven't looked 70s. at the IMDb page. <laughs> 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 All right, whatever. <laughs> you guys don't want to know? No, that is no. no. I'm, I've Fine. avoided a lot so far. All right, never mind. Jeez, jeez, she is. We just getting confused with Days podcast. of Future Past because he can't tell Wolverine from a hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when Hugh Jackman shows up at the end of Endgame, it's gonna be a real surprise. <laughs> Oh man, that may actually happen. So, 
I, I think he's. I think he's, he's done. He's done. He said he's done. <laughs> I think he's done. You might see some claws, maybe, but you're not going to see Hugh Jackman. Well, he's yeah. done playing Wolverine, but what if he plays Wolverine oh. for like another movie? But then he's a scroll. Is he still playing Wolverine? <laughs> Scrollverine. Or is he playing a scroll playing Wolverine? <laughs> mm. <laughs> loopholes. That's uh, all the good Hollywood types. They are uh, loopholes. Well, yeah. I mean, the the we're Fox, through the looking glass here. The people. Fox acquisition has closed. So that, that's right. And they have kept Disney has kept super super tight lid on what the next phase of Marvel movies looks like, other than the handful of sequels. Yeah, but like you know, it, I am sure it does not include the X Men. I'm pretty sure. I would. I think they they need. I would. I don't know. I would think that they need a little time to sit on it and let and not not so much for their own sake, but for people to distance. to distance themselves because there's an X Men movie coming out this summer. That's true. And and yeah. that that whole thing is just going to be too. Yeah, ridiculous. they don't need to jump on it. They are printing money. They yeah. They can if I were them too, and- I would totally. I still haven't seen the second Deadpool movie, but I would also just kind of let the Deadpool guys just keep doing their thing. Because, keep doing Deadpool. Well, just because I yeah. think I thought they said that Deadpool's coming over. Deadpool is the one that is coming over, right? But I'm saying, like, you know, at that point, it's like it's so fourth wall breaking already that you might right. as well just kind of keep letting Ryan Reynolds roll with it because that's yeah. the charm oh, of that character is Yeah, right. I thought I I thought I saw an article that said that like uh, X-Men X-Men are gone, FF are gone, not gone, but like they're not going to bring them. But Deadpool will keep doing Deadpool stuff. I don't know. There all I saw was Ryan Reynolds tweet where it's like dead him in Deadpool costume wearing Mickey Mouse ears. Oh. So, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know, <laughs> that's but it's, not, that's not again, yeah. Again, that's like that is the only really successful thing I feel like the Fox franchise has done recently. So they might yes. as well let them just keep doing their thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, they also did Spider Man, but not really. No, Sony. That was Sony. Oh, the, oh, uh, yeah. Right. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Yes. What am I thinking of? They've done nothing. Who They've done the X Men. Well, movies? I mean, some of the X Men movies were all right, but. It's yeah, been, it's been a while since there's been a good like one. Like twenty years ago, what have you done for me recently? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only like one and a half good X Men movies. I'm willing to I'm willing to put that controversial opinion out there. Mm, I think there's I think there's well, three. first of all, there's Logan, there's three, which is good, and, and not not all the oh, same. I, you know, not no, all in, in in discreet movies, but there's three. I'm not counting Logan, which I think is a separate movie. Which is uh, yeah, I agree. I'm but, not counting. I'm not counting. So okay, yeah, okay. Logan, I would say so let's four, let's, let's do it. Let's actually wrap up this bit about Captain Marvel about talking about the X Men. Okay, okay. Well, it ties into Rogue somehow. We were talking about which ones we like. Yeah, like I mean, you, yeah. you've got. Three. I, re- I like the first one. I really like the first one. Me too. I think it's a terrific the, movie. The original X Men movie. The original yes, X Men movie. Yeah, I mean, I think that the relationship between the the relationship between Wolverine and and Rogue is really what makes it for me. I would so, have to rewatch that. that I remember a the, lot of it falling flat for me because some of the lines felt like they were not well yeah, yeah, yeah. delivered the storm the storm line the storm with the uh, toad is what yeah. oh yeah yeah that well, that's terrible. classic but i yes, do right. love the line with the with the, <laughs> where the uh cyclops trying to figure out if he's really how do i know you're really wolverine you're a dick <laughs> yes. yeah it's him you know? <laughs> okay there are some there's some good bits in there yeah there's a few good yeah. bits i like it uh the the thing that is great for me is the uh 
the Magneto Professor X thing. That movie sets yeah, that's that. Good. Yeah, it's good. Good cast so well, and that's that, how we yeah. understand everything else going yeah. forward. So I think that's really, really good. I, I know a lot of people really like X two. I, I, uh, I don't know. I think My you can get. I think you get a half a good movie out of that one. Yeah, yeah. X three is terrible. X three is not good. Yeah. Um, I like First Class a lot. I would say that's I, really I like First, like class. first yeah, class. I think you can get a full. I think you can get a full movie out of First Class. The one exception yes. out of First Class is January Jones's performance is well, terrible. sure. But yeah. other than that, right. it's right. yeah. Really but good. I'm kind of okay with it because she's this weird icy queen yeah. thing, and she's not in it. If, she's not in it as much as the right. other characters. But like James, and the again, other, and a lot of the other performances are really again good. the Professor X Magneto relationship sells yes. a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. The the time. Does setting it as a period film it like right. really works yeah uh, i enjoy which, that. Bacon, which is also Kevin what Bacon's works for the bacon one. yeah and uh, that's what the the period piece is part of is the part that works for uh, days of future past days yeah. of future past the, the stuff that's in the 70s is fantastic the stuff that's in the future is terrible is very bad yes, yes. Yeah. It feels like it's all shot on a you know TNG soundstage, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah, and you yeah. don't care about any of those. They they, no. int- they throw a whole bunch of new characters in there, and you're, you're not introduced them in, introduced to them in any way that's meaningful, and you just don't yeah. give a crap. Which is a shame Which, because if you're going to drag yeah. like Patrick Stewart back, like you feel yeah. like maybe this could be better. Yeah, and some of those characters I really like, like Blink and mm-hmm. and uh, who's the uh, the the brother isn't the brother of uh, the proud star one of the bro- proud star brothers in there oh yeah uh, I, maybe, I vaguely yeah. remember i, I can't only remember saw it. that one in the theaters so i yeah. don't remember it very well anyway it's so but it's so muddy nothing makes sense i don't even understand yeah. how kitty's going back in like none of it makes sense and, and I now she that. has this power where she can like go into people's minds and why yeah, yeah. How? Right. how anyway it's garbage yeah, yeah. Make i never even saw apocalypse which I heard was I, not great. You know what? I think That's I've not pressed. I think I've pressed play on that three or four times and fallen asleep every single time. <laughs> the, the best part I'm of that not is joking. there's there is a there is an outtake of uh, beasts. Oh no! It's it's um it's uh there's a speech that Mystique gives at the end to like sort of rally. They're they're now the trainees, and now the X Men, and she's like, "Forget everything you know." And there's an outtake where Beast is in the background, like you know, shouting out other things. Which is, uh, if you haven't seen that on, it's on YouTube. It's that's All that's right. the the only thing that's good that came out of the movie. Really. <laughs> it got well, literally taken that, out of the movie. <laughs> you reminded me that my favorite bit of uh, of First Class is the Hugh Jackman cameo with the single best. <laughs> Yes. one-line expletive ever dropped <laughs> yes uh just a fantastic like we can all agree that hugh jackman is possibly the best as wolverine is probably the best thing to come out of the x-men franchise right yeah like because yeah. he's just he yeah. just great and he did such a fantastic job playing that character kind of from start yeah. to finish mm-hmm. uh in so many movies <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially Logan said, is simply Logan, Logan is a fantastic movie. It's just yeah. really Logan's just good. a straight up no joke good movie. Yeah. yeah, like I could have people watch that movie and not tell them anything about superheroes. Or yeah, and right. Think they would still like that movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and mainly just for the relationship between Logan and and Charles, like that. That is just. Yeah. And it has a great trailer too with the with the Johnny Cash cover of Hurt and everything. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not particularly enamored with um, what I've seen of Dark Phoenix. I'm not sure that will be high no. on my list. No. I, I yeah, and I think I think they did do a good job in the beginning where they had that you know they accented the argument between Xavier and Magneto, but 
now we're getting to the point where every single movie is an argument between Xavier and Magneto. Yes. And in a lot of the cases, it's like them arguing over a woman. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is just sort of obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. And I have so it's... little investment with some of the characters that they've brought. Like, I like Gene and Scott from the comics, from my comics knowledge of them. But, like, my investment with them as characters in that franchise is incredibly yeah. low. Even no, though yeah. I like some of the, I mean, uh, Sophie Turner. Yeah, I like Scott. Gene, I mean, Scott Simmons. Yeah. Is on uh, Game of Thrones and she's great yep. there, but I have, I just have no connection with her as Jean Grey. So, no, nope. me neither. I will say and that, I, like, at the end of Days of Future Past, when Wolverine is like walking through the X Mansion and then he sees the two of them and, mm-hmm. and they brought back the two actors from the originals. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I thought that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we've come up comprehensively ranked the X Men movies. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, any last things to wrap up? I think everybody should go listen to the incomparable main show about uh, Captain Marvel because it was great, and that movie was great, and it deserves more attention than what we just gave it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if it were a little fresher in my mind, I would have spent a little. More yeah, time that's the thing. It's been it. weeks for me right. too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I really, I really liked it. I'm really excited to see. I think perhaps my biggest excitement is to see that character interact with all the other characters that we know. In the um, second trailer, uh, yes, she when the hammer goes whizzing past her head and Thor catches it and just says, "I like her." I'm like. I like her too. Let's yeah. go. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, she gives a little smirk yeah. or something there. It's like, yeah, I, I right, really right. like she's not, Brie Larson. She's not bothered by it. Yeah. I really like Brie Larson. I think that is great. We get that one teaser, uh, which I think I read uh, the teaser from the post credits in, um, in Captain Marvel is actually just a scene from Endgame, um, which yeah. they've done. Well, that's what, that's what they've been they've doing done that before. It's yeah. not all. Yeah. Sometimes it is. And sometimes it isn't. But like in this case, yeah, they, they've just pulled it from yeah. Endgame. So, I, I like. I'm just excited to see her bounce off all those other characters, right? Because you're like, oh, she, oh, it's like our a really good friend. It's going to meet all our other really cool friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel because these people are more real to me than <laughs> than we please, are. Please help. <laughs> right, yeah. I can see them. You guys are just mm-hmm. disembodied voices. Exactly. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I I get that. Chris Evans and I have a very real, very personal relationship. <laughs> I saw him just the other day at the Apple event. He's from yeah. Massachusetts. Like <laughs> His Bet uncle used know. to be my representative in Congress. Dan, get professional We're help. Buddies. Never met him. Uh, anyway, all right. Anything else or shall we wrap up? We've gone Let's on. Wrap up. We've gone on. Yep. I know. We have gone on a lot. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we were excited. Well, we are um we are off. There is no arrow until April 15th. So we are uh, we don't have a new show for another three weeks, but I think we were just talking before this episode that we will be back next week. If I say it, we have to do it. <laughs> yeah, That's well, right. yeah. A, if you say it, we, we haven't have to decided do it, what but, we're doing yet, but but we'll it's going to be a, it's going to be a members only. It's going to be a members only one. So if you yeah, are right. uh, if you are a member, I, should I should I read this little spiel that I've got here because I can yeah. do that. Please give do. them the lowdown. Basically, will, I, give us your money. I yeah. Well, that's the lowdown. <laughs> if I would like to put it more politely, I would say this is the time of year when we remind you about how you can support this podcast, and that is by becoming a member of the Incomparable. You can sign up for a monthly or annual pledge to support this podcast. Yes, this one right here directly. Here's what you do: go to theincomparable.com/slash/members and sign up. You'll be asked to pick the shows in the network you'd like to support, and if you check the box for TV, your entire contribution comes to the TV family, which includes us. 
after a few fees get taken out. If you listen to other podcasts in the Couple Network, say Game Show, for example, or Not Playing, just to name a couple shows that come to the top of my mind, you can check the boxes for those too, and your contribution gets shared equally by all of the shows that you want to support. And as a thank you for supporting us, you get something too. You get extras, exclusive bonus audio in the first class feed, a bootleg podcast where you can hear episodes of shows right after they're recorded, uh, and a members-only community on Slack where a lot of us hang out and chat. And since this is pledge season, many of the shows on the network will be posting bonus episodes just for members, including us, apparently. So, you know, tune into that feed and you might get a special surprise for us next week. Yeah. so for, for real this time yeah like, for real, honest, we're, we're saying honest, it, so honest we're committing to, to it if it doesn't happen <laughs> you people will yell at us rightfully yeah. so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. uh so there are contribution levels of five dollars ten dollars and twenty dollars per month and annual equivalents are available as well if you're already a member it's easy to increase your pledge to a higher level and get some special goodies in return and you can at any time of course reallocate which shows you want to support so if you'd like to support us go to the incomparable.com slash members to sign up and we give you our, our very heartfelt thanks for that because we love doing this show and we love doing it for you, our dear readers. And that is it for us this week. We shall return, as I said, but I would like to thank my co-hosts. Guy English, thank you for being here. Totally going to catch that arrow and throw it right back at you. Thank you for being here, too. Ah, there's an arrow coming right at me. John Moltz, take this arrow, and thank you for being here. I can't. I got to go blow up a boat. <laughs> Hope you got some plans for that. Yeah. Make sure you invoice. I've got some cardboard C4. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you print the name of the, of the, uh, the invoice and right the on it. And, all, and just maybe file it under evil plans. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Thank you all for reading along. As always, we will see you next time.